Thank you for joining me for this week's episode. You're listening to the Sandoval Bench Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval. Uh, for this week, wanted to get into the uh, the NFC and AFC Championship games, preview the Super Bowl, uh, talk about uh, Tom Brady's retirement, get into some NBA news, and uh, yeah, that's how the this episode's going to round out. So first, you know, we had uh, some good good games with the the championship. The conference championship games came down to the last possessions again. Um, you know, back to back weekends where we had all the all the playoff games go down to the last possession. I'm having some some audio issues here, so please bear with me. Uh, but the first game, you know, great game between the Chiefs and the Bengals. Um, you know, I originally had picked the the Bang, uh not the Bengals, the Chiefs to win that game, but then I, I made a last second uh, pivot. You know, when I was making my uh, my eight game parlay, you know, I changed it to the Bengals because. Um, I was going to win more money that way. Uh, so I went that way. Um, I stuck with the 49ers. Um, so I ended up losing my parlay anyway. Um, but, you know, great game from from Joe Burrow. You know, he looks like he's he's destined to win the Super Bowl at this point. Um, it's only his first full year in the NFL. You know, his first year was cut short uh, by injury. Um, so it's great to see him bounce back. And, you know, he, he's really had a great year. Um, Jamar Chase is has had a great year. You know, they have some depth there with uh, with T. Higgins and, and, and Joe Mixon. Um, you know, their only concern is is offensive line, obviously. You know, they gave up nine sacks. Um, I think it was nine or ten sacks against uh, the Tennessee Titans. But they, they pulled away. They still still won that game. You know, they had lost a coin flip in overtime. Uh, but then they, you know, defense stepped up, got the ball back, and they were able to score. Um, so I'm not hearing any rule changes, you know, suggestions because of that. Um, you know, we're not hearing a lot of stuff about um, how the Chiefs blew that game. You know, they were up 21 to three at halftime, um, let the Bengals hit back in the game, and and you know, uh, Joe Burrow capitalized. Uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes made some mistakes. Um, you know, it's I felt that the Bengals were were a year early, but you know, obviously they're not. You know, they're here. Um, you know, Joe Burrow jumped ahead a bunch of other quarterbacks and, you know, he's just cool, calm and collected. I'm not going to call him Joe cool because I think that's, um, that's reserved for, for Joe Montana there. Um, you know, so he can, he can have another, another nickname. Uh, we, we could think of something else. Then the, the Rams and 49ers game was good. Um, you know, devastating loss to the 49ers. Uh, probably the last play of uh, his 49ers tenure, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo trying to avoid the sack, and you know as he's falling, trying to make a play out of nothing, um, and it gets gets intercepted, um, and that's the end of the game. But you know they played great. You know Jimmy Garoppolo, he he had a great game. You know that was his only interception, his only mistake. You know trying to make something out of nothing. But you know even if they did. Uh, you know, if it was an incompletion or something, it would have been what fourth and fifteen. Um, they they had terrible play calls right there, and um, you know the Rams defense was really looking to close it out. We just needed to get in field goal range to to tie the game and and send it to overtime. Um, didn't end up being the case. You know, the Rams controlled the time possession. You know, um, they're playing good football. They were you know taking some shots. Sean McVay was. You know, really pressing with these challenges, had no timeouts left. You know, it seemed like the 49ers were, you know, in in great position to to win the game or, or at least tie the game, send it overtime and win. Um, didn't end up happening. You know, Jaquazi Tart 
missed that interception. I think it was nine minutes left of the game. So, you know, you got to think if the Niners score a field goal right there or a touchdown with that possession, you know, a touchdown would, it would have changed, you know, that last nine minutes, obviously, you know, the Rams would have had to get another stop in, in addition to the other stop that they had um, in order to win that game. But um, man, really, really close game, you know, cause the Rams, they, they didn't play perfect football, you know, um, they had a lot of missed opportunities. They had that missed field goal. They had that, that drop in the end zone in the first half. Um, you know, Stafford was, he underthrew a bunch of balls. That one that got, almost got intercepted. And then the other one, I think it was a deep shot to, uh, to cup or, or Odell Beckham. And he just underthrew it, you know, bad, bad throws. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't perfect. You know, that was a, a winnable game for the 49ers. So, I'm not sure where they go from here. Honestly, I think um, I think they should bring Jimmy Garoppolo back. Um, there's nothing tells me that that uh, Trey Lance is is ready, you know, for for the 49ers to get back to the an NFC Championship game with Jimmy Garoppolo. Says a lot about the team. Um, they really played together. Uh, they played well, and um, yeah, I think they'll be back. Uh, just I guess depending who their quarterback is. And, you know, as a Bay Area sports fan, I got to tell you, you know, I I hate the city of L.A., the fans. I hate the sports teams because, you know, especially recently, you know, the Rams, they get all these stars and, you know, the 49ers have beat them the last six games. So I'm like, OK, you know, 49ers are going to win this again. Kyle Shanahan is definitely in Sean McVay's head. Not the case. Uh, the Rams beat the 49ers. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a familiar story for me, which is, you know, uh, an LA team beating a San Francisco or Bay area team in the playoffs. You know, we just saw in the national league division series, you know, the, the giants had the best record in the, in the major leagues. The second best record belongs to the Dodgers face off in the playoffs for the first time. And the Dodgers win, beat the giants in the playoffs. Um, and then, the year before, you know, the first play-in game for the Warriors, they lose to the Lakers, one hundred three to one hundred one or, or one hundred. Um, so that's three straight, you know, postseason appearances by a Bay Area sports team in every sport: NFL, MLB, NBA, losing to an LA team. Just embarrassing. Um, so hopefully, you know, putting all my eggs in the in the basket of the Warriors. Hopefully, the Warriors. Win the championship this year, because um, I, I can't take another another crushing defeat like the one with the Giants and the Dodgers was was awful because that was a check swing at the end, and it wasn't called and um, yeah they lost it they had a runner on first um, they could have won that game, not the case and then here with the 49ers, just gut wrenching loss um, I I can't take another one you know let's let's try to get a, a championship here. Um, so big news out of out of Tampa. Uh, Tom Brady announced his retirement officially today. So three days ago, there was a report. It was from Adam Schefter and um, and I think Ron Darling or something like that. Um, they announced that he was he was uh, Brady was retiring, and then uh, you know then it got refuted by uh, Brady's dad, and then Brady came out and you know said I was like you know because I was thinking like why would Brady let Adam Schefter, fucking Adam, dickhead Adam Schefter dropped that news, you know, dropped that bomb. Why would he let him have that? You know, there's no way greatest football player of all time is is not going to, you know, he has a production company, all this stuff. He's not going to, 
you know, just be like, oh, hey, Adam, you know, drop this news for me. You know, players, they drop their own news now, right? And um, so I think he, uh, Schefter had a source inside somewhere, and then Brady was like, well, I don't want him to have, you know, that that news dump, right? So Brady denied it, called GM. He was still thinking about it. I don't know if he was actually still thinking about it or he had already made up his mind, but um, yeah, so Brady announced that today. But it's weird, though, because I saw that, I don't know if it was true or whatever, but if he had waited till February 7th or 6th or 7th, he would have gotten an additional $20 million or something on his based on his contract. Um, so, I mean, if that's the case, I would have obviously waited. So I don't, I don't know if, if he was aware of that or not. I'm sure he was, but it just seems like weird timing. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think we'll ever see another career like that for a quarterback, um, to win seven championships. It's, it's crazy, you know, um, cause before it was, it was Joe Montana was untouchable and then Brady passed him, you know, a few years ago. And then now it's like, it's just, it seems like it's unheard of. Like, we're not going to see that, especially in today's game, you know, because you have to have a consistency at the head coach and then the quarterback position. Like, we may see it with uh, with Patrick Mahomes and, and Andy Reid, but, you know, as we've seen, you know, they're not going to be in the Super Bowl every year. You know, they just lost in, in the AFC Championship game. You know, they he's been to, what, four straight, you know, um, went to two Super Bowls, lost one already to Brady, and then, um, won that one against the 49ers. So, you know, it's not, you know, you can't be consistent like that. It's hard to be that consistent. But career-wise, uh, career Brady basically had two careers because in the beginning he won three Super Bowls and then he had like a nine-year gap where he didn't win a Super Bowl at all. And then he, he wins like another three, four right there. Um, but yeah, just an amazing career. And um yeah, he will. He'll definitely go down as as the greatest uh, football player of all time. You know, a lot of people say talent wise, Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback. You know, John Elway, Dan Marino, um, you know, even Peyton Manning maybe. But um, Brady was—he's just a winner. You know, he—he he, whatever it, it takes to win, he's gonna do it. He's down, you know, twenty-eight to three against against the uh, the Falcons. Comes back and wins. You know, this past game against. Um, uh, the Rams, what was he down 21 to, or no, it was 27 to six came back, tied the game up. If he got the ball back, they would have won that game easily, you know, but, uh, he didn't get a chance to respond. And then they ended up losing with that, the stupid all out blitz against Matthew Stafford and they hit Cooper cup for a wide open pass. Um, but you know, Brady was always that kind of quarterback. I think that was gonna, um, he was going to leave. He's going to retire from the game with, you know, a lot let a lot left to give. You know, like he was still playing at a high level. Like he had the most touchdown passes, I think, this year. Um, he's probably going to finish second in MVP voting, um, you know, because but then, you know, in his retirement, like little posting on Instagram, he said that he didn't have he just feel like he couldn't give his hundred percent you know effort to to try to win again um you know and he took this time to to talk to Giselle and you know about his family life and you know he he really wanted to spend more time with his sons who were getting older you know which is understandable um and you know Romo gave it this crazy idea that he was gonna take two years off and then come back and play with another team that's ridiculous you know because he's he's 44 now he's gonna be 45 this this coming year but you know also I think it has to do with um 
you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, their their offseason is is pretty interesting actually because they have a lot of cap room issues. You know, we, we mentioned this this last episode with um, you know, uh, Godwin coming back from injury. You know, they had a lot of uh, one year contracts. I think um, Leonard Fournette was on a one year contract and Domkin Sue. So they have a lot of free agents and, you know, they have to, they're not going to be able to pay everyone. So I, I don't know if they're going to be able to even bring everyone back. And then, you know, I, I, Gronk's um, probably not coming back now that Brady is gone. But, you know, if Brady was coming back, there was a lot of question marks. You know, a lot of, uh, they're probably going to lose a couple guys from their coaching staff. Um, you know, the issues with Bruce Arians, he, he might be uh, retiring. So there's a lot of uh, unanswered questions there. But, you know, if you're the other NFC South teams, you know, if you're the Saints, you know, the Saints just lost Sean Payton. You know, he took a step back. So, you know, and they have a lot of question marks at quarterback. And then if you're, I guess, the Panthers, you're kind of like, okay, well, you know, maybe if we, maybe this division is a lot easier now. Maybe if we win nine games, maybe, maybe eight games, we can make the playoffs, right? You probably won't make it for the wild card, but if you just win that division, um, you know, you have to be pretty psyched. You just lost Sean Payton. And then if you're if you're the Falcons, you know you're like okay, well you know we have the talent. We're the only ones left in this division that has a as a consistent quarterback. You know and Matt Ryan, he's obviously at the tail end of his career, but you know with Cordell Patterson and you know if they get back, um, you know I, I know they they were trying to trade uh, the receiver. I can't think of his name. Uh, Calvin Ridley. You know he took a break and then he's apparently wants out. Um, you know, they still have Kyle Pitts and, you know, they have some, some skilled players right there, um, where I think they can win that division next year. Um, they just need to build around Matt Ryan more so than before. Um, cause that's, that's a winnable division easily. Like the Panthers, I, they, they have a bunch of question marks at quarterback. Um, and then they might trade Christian McCaffrey and then, you know, the saints don't know what they're doing. The saints are in cap hell. Um, Tampa Bay has a bad uh, cap situation, like I just mentioned. So I think the 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 road is open right there for the uh, for the Atlanta Falcons to come in and, and win that division. Do you know they were close to make the playoffs this past year? They were like in the running for the last couple of weeks, but then lost uh, those games. So um, didn't end up making it. But you know Cordell Patterson had a great year. You know so they have they have the talent there to do it. And as far as the the NFC as a whole, you know I think I think it's wide open. You know, if you look at it, you know, in the AFC, you have to have, there's like a handful of quarterbacks that are probably going to, you know, go to the AFC championship game and go to Super Bowl every year. It's either going to be Joe Burrow now, he's right there, uh, Patrick Mahomes, and then it's going to be Josh Allen, you know, if they get over that hump and go to Super Bowl. But then if you look at the other guys, the other quarterbacks, you know, they're really talented and and they're getting closer. You know, Justin Herbert, they should have made the playoffs. He's right there. Um, you know, you could say Lamar Jackson, um, you know, there's like five quarterbacks right there. You know, I maybe Derek Carr, I don't know. He's kind of like a, a tier below in my eyes, but you know, you have to have one of these quarterbacks to be able to, to make it that far. You know, I know Herbert didn't, uh, make the playoffs, but there's some other circumstances surrounding him, uh, but he'll get there, but he, you know, he's an MVP type, uh, quarterback in the future. So in the NFC, like, you know, quarterback wise, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, question mark. Where is he going? Is he going to Denver? You know, he probably wants out, it seems like. You know, so, you know, but, you know, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm looking at, okay, Brady retired. You know, there's really no other 
you know, quarterback that my team would have to really worry about that much in the NFC. You know, you have Russell Wilson in Seattle, but they even make the playoffs and, you know, I guess he wanted out too, but um, I, it seems like he's going to stay and Pete Carroll are going to stay for another year. So, you know, you gotta be pretty psyched if you're, um, if you're the Seahawks, but the Seahawks need to focus on, on winning their division, you know, cause they're right there. They, they're the only ones who didn't make the playoffs, but at this point, you know, I would, I, I think they're going to be better than, than the, uh, the Cardinals next year. The Cardinals just, uh, completely messed up their, their, their hot start and just looked like a completely different team. Uh, teams seem to have figured out, uh, Kyler Murray, but you know, the Cowboys, you know, I guess Dak Prescott. Um, but other than that, like there's no, there's no team here that you can look at consistently. That's like, okay, they're going to be going to, you know, they're going to go to the, the championship game like every year, or, you know, they're going to win 12, 13 games every year. The only ones are like, you know, the Packers and, you know, Aaron Rodgers apparently wants to, you know, go to Denver. So, um, you know, and then the 49ers, they were, you know, they've gone to the big game with Jimmy Garoppolo. So, you know, if Trey Lance is a guy and, you know, he's able to really develop quickly and, you know, he shows that he's like one of these other rising star quarterbacks, like in the AFC, then yeah, then the 49ers are onto something. So the NFC just got really interesting. If I'm a quarterback in the AFC and I want out, uh, or, you know, I'm trying to, you know, find another team to go to, I would go to the NFC. You know, there's also reports, you know, a lot of these teams, the NFC are going to try to be aggressive and get into quarterback. You know, I saw that the Washington football team, are going to be aggressive with it. Um, probably the Panthers, as I mentioned earlier. I think the Giants should be. You know, they're probably going to stay with Daniel Jones, but they need to, you know, find someone else. Um, you know, this could also be the Rams. You know, the Rams can. This is a time where the Rams could consistently, you know, be the uh, the number one seed in the NFC. But there's something about that team. I don't fully trust them. You know, they have all the stars and all the talent and stuff, but. Um, something about Matthew Stafford. He he's mistake prone, right? And he's not always perfect when he needs to be. I guess I should um I should make my pick now. Um so for the Super Bowl, I'm going to bet against the Rams because um I I'm, I'm still bothered by the, the by the loss uh by the 49ers. Um and you know the Bengals they just feel like a team of destiny right now just the way that they've they've won every game. It's been like weird things happening for them to win. Um, and then they won every game, but I do think the Rams defense, they're going to have, they're going to have a field day against, uh, that offensive line in Cincinnati. They're going to probably have, you know, another eight to 10 sacks against Joe Burrow, but Joe Burrow, like he escapes pressure really well. There's this one picture that I saw on Bleacher Report where there's like two chiefs defenders, like basically on top of Joe Burrow. And then the, the caption read, Oh, this was a, an eight yard run by, by Joe Burrow for a first down. Like he somehow escaped and was able to get the first down. So in this game, um, it's what a weird matchup too, right? You have the Rams and, and the Bengals um, head coaches. You know Zach Taylor worked for or Sean McVay. There are these two young uh, quote unquote genius coaches that everyone's talking about. Um, but you know you have uh, two quarterbacks at different points in their careers. You know um, Stafford's what thirty three, thirty four now. You know, spent all of his career in Detroit, had two playoff games, both losses, you know, so he's looking to validate himself and his career and win a Super Bowl. And, you know, the Rams went all in for him, you know, traded all the first round picks. They have no first round picks. You know, these teams are also constructed differently. You know, they they traded a bunch of 
picks for Jalen Ramsey. You know, they did draft Aaron Donald, you know, but he's a star. Chafe Von Miller, um, you know, Cooper Cup was drafted, and he's just been amazing. Um, and then Odell Beckham was was signed off waiver wire. Um, but, you know, they've acquired – they acquire all the star players that they need to, you know, and uh, Bengals, you know, they did it through the draft. You know, they got Joe Mixon. They got Higgins. Uh, Jamar Chase, you know, and Joe Burrow, and you know they they're built from from the draft, and you know the the way that this this team has transformed from a year ago. You know, last year they won only four games. Well, you know, because Joe Burrow he, he got injured what week nine, um, you know, and even before that, before Joe Burrow, they've been awful for so long. You know, hadn't won a playoff game in years, you know, decades, and. Um, you know, they've come a long way. You know, there was a lot of question marks about Zach Taylor in the beginning because of how young he was. And, you know, but his team was improving. And now, like, you know, you have the guy uh, behind center that you need. And Joe Burrow, he's just uh, he's a great leader. You know, everyone likes him. And, you know, he seems like he's he's confident, but not in a cocky, annoying way. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm going with Cincinnati. You know, they're not supposed to be here, but they're here. You know, and they're they're a fun team to watch. Um, you know, very likable team. Um, so I'm gonna take them. I think it's I think it'll be high scoring. I'll say 35, 31. Um, you know, just like all these other playoff games have been, they've been great games. I'll say this one also ends on the on the last possession. Um, so let's uh, cap off this this great uh, these great playoff games that we've seen and and have great um, Super Bowl game. Um, I think it's on it's on the weekend of Valentine's day i think it's on the 13th i want to say um so i think it's later than usual because the olympics are starting um i think they start this weekend actually or or tomorrow on the second so i wanted to get into some nba news um you know it's kind of a weird season um you know kevin durant he's out for i think now it's gonna be six weeks or something he has a a mcl sprain um kyrie irving is a is a part-time player and apparently, you know, the only reason why I mention this is because James Harden is apparently wanting out. He's going to test free agency in the offseason. You know, the Nets were at, they were at what? They were the first place team, you know, a while ago uh, when they had Kevin Durant. But now they've fallen to sixth place. They're at 29 and 20, have lost four straight games. And, you know, you know, I think it's well documented. I'm not the biggest uh, James Harden fan. Um, but, you know, I, I side with him on this is that, you know, the report came out that um, he's frustrated. You know, he was promised certain things by coming to Brooklyn and, um, you know, his needs are not being met. Um, he doesn't like living in Brooklyn, you know, probably because of taxes. He's getting taxed a fuck ton, I bet. Um, but, you know, there's issues with with Kyrie Irving. You know, he has an issue with Kyrie Irving not getting the vaccine and just being a part time player. And then now with Kevin Durant out. He's having to to put the entire team on his back, and I don't think, like physically, health wise, I don't think he's at the level where he was in Houston, where he can drop, you know, 45, 50 points, where he had those consecutive games where he was dropping, you know, forty plus points. I don't think he can do that anymore, um, and that's why he wanted to team up with Kyrie and and KD to kind of you know take the load off. He didn't want to have all this pressure on him like he had in Houston. He was getting tired of that. But now he's kind of in the same situation here in Brooklyn, trying to keep his team afloat. 
you know, but, you know, they've lost four straight. They're really struggling. And, you know, these, these other signings, these veteran acquisitions that they got, you know, they're not really contributing, you know, as they were supposed to. And then, you know, Kyrie, when he does play, he plays really well, but he could only play on the road, you know, and, and you can't, you can't really rely on him as much. And, you know, he's still not getting the vaccine, which, you know, you can say it's you know, whatever he wants to do, but when you're part of a team and you can't play every game because you don't want to get this vaccine, then that's, that's selfish. You know, the team isn't, they're not putting pressure on him, but you know, I can agree with Harden. Like, yeah, it's annoying. You know, we have these injuries and stuff and then you can blame it on COVID or whatever, but we're not playing consistently, but they're not playing consistently because their lineups have been like inconsistent because of these injuries and, and because of COVID and all this other crap. Um, and you know, they're, they're suffering because of it. So, you know, that's what brings me to my next point is that Daryl Morey has been, he, he has a relationship with James Harden. Um, he's been trying to get him to, to Philadelphia. Um, you know, there's a report that Daryl Morey is trying to, he's going to wait until the off season and he's going to, that's when he's going to try to trade for, for James Harden. He's going to trade Ben Simmons and probably another, a first round pick or something for James Harden. Um, James Harden and Joel Embiid is a weird pairing. But if you can get James Harden for Ben Simmons, who's like physically broken, I guess, because of his jump shot and just he's he's lost. He's been fined thirty nine million dollars, I guess, this year or something like that. Ben Simmons has for not showing up to stuff. Um, but if, if you can get James Harden for him, I think that pretty much maximizes uh, Ben Simmons trade value because all the other teams like I think. Uh, Sacramento backed out of a trade. You know, other people have just stopped having conversations with the Sixers about acquiring Ben Simmons because one, they don't know if he wants to play. Two, I think the asking price is still high. And then, you know, I think it's it's you know an open secret basically that Daryl Morey wants to bring in James Harden. You know, for for Joel Embiid. But and I think that the clock is ticking for the Sixers. You know, they got to bring someone in for Joel Embiid. He's playing. MVP basketball. I think his MVP right now, either between him and, and Jokic and, and Denver, they're both playing great. But both teams, both guys, they need they need some help. You know, there's a lot of injuries or, or you know holdouts. You know, like Ben Simmons, and you know, like they're elevating their team as much as they can. But like the Sixers, you know, they were they were in sixth place or whatever. But now they're in they're the third seed in the East, and they've won five straight games. You know, they're 31 and 19. And it's all because Joel Embiid, you know, he's the number one guy there. Before it was like, oh, it's, you know, you know, we got a big two here with Ben Simmons and stuff. But no, it, it's Joel Embiid's team. And, and he's really taking that leadership role. He's physically dominant and he's he's been healthy. You know, he's 27 years old, but, you know, it's, the clock is ticking, you know, for Joel Embiid because, you know, big guys that get injured, their careers are usually shorter. He's had major injuries already. So if you're, if you're the front office there in Philly, you know, this team, they're a great team right now, but once they get in the playoffs, I don't think you can you can consistently rely on, on Embiid like that. Like, he can elevate guys, but, you know, it's it's not to take anything away from him, but you can't rely 100, 110% on him. You need other guys that are going to be able to contribute because that's that's what's what winning basketball is. That's how Milwaukee won last year and how all these other teams have won. It's not just on one guy, you know. You, you need some help there. So I would, you know, I would make a move as soon as possible, you know, try to bring in some reinforcements for him because, you know, this is like the best we've seen of Embiid and you need to capitalize on it 
while the East is the East is pretty much wide open, you know, and, and if you can you can get him some help and consistency, then then I think you need to pull the trigger. But if you're waiting for Harden in the offseason, then I don't know. It's just it's weird. It's all timing. They need to be able to to, to pull this off because I mean in the East right now the Bulls are are back in first place, um, and then you have the Heat at, at with the second seed. Cavaliers are having a great year. They're at the the fourth spot. Um, so yeah, you can you can definitely capitalize on on the situation right now with with Kyrie and his COVID issues, and then uh, the inconsistencies at the top, you know, with some injuries and stuff. So um, if I'm the Sixers, you know, I I got to make a move here. But you know, it's it's all on Ben Simmons, and he, he's already established and and you know made it clear that he's not going to play anywhere else, um, or not going to play at all. And you know, I, I guess it, he'd probably be a better fit in Brooklyn, you know, defensively, because that's kind of where they're lacking is, is defense. Um, and you know, if he played more, you know, more uh, down low, you know, try to you know play some defense, get some rebounds, stuff like that. Cause, cause Kyrie is a point guard. So you can't really have Ben Simmons playing point, you know, so I don't know how it would work, but if, if that's what you can get, then, you know, that's what you can get. Um, let's see what else I want to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about the jazz, you know, the jazz, I had picked them, you know, I classified them as, as um, a tier two in the Western conference, Mainly because they had continuity with their roster. You know, you, you had Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. Um, you're bringing all your guys back, right? And they're the only team that, like, wasn't making major changes. So, it's like, okay, you know, I feel feel good about this team. You know, I think, you know, besides Phoenix and Golden State, I had them. I was like, okay, the Jazz, you know, if, if, if it lines up correctly with, you know, uh, who they play in the postseason, I think they can make a run, right? Donovan Mitchell... You know, he had a he had a concussion. He's been out for I think like two weeks or something. Now Rudy Gobert is out, but apparently uh, Donovan Mitchell has been cleared by the concussion protocol, but he's still out. Like there's something something weird going on. And then if you remember last year, he was injured, and then they were kind of bringing him along slowly. And then he was like, you know, I want to play and stuff. And you know, he was kind of arguing with you know with team officials and stuff. And, you know, they kind of kept it under wraps, you know, behind closed doors and stuff. But, you know, I've been I've been reading some Reddit, some subreddits and stuff and, you know, kind of doing some some background investigating on this. I think Donovan Mitchell wants out of uh, of Utah. I think he wants I think he wants to go to New York. Um, and the reason is because I, I don't think he likes Rudy Gobert. I don't like Rudy Gobert. Um, a lot of players in the NBA don't like Rudy Gobert. There's something, something about him. Like he just rubs people the wrong way. And, um, he's just one of those guys. If, uh, if he's on your team, you love him. And if he's not, you don't, but apparently I guess if he's on your team, you also don't love him. And, you know, mainly because with Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, they had the thing with COVID, you know, where Rudy Gobert spread COVID. That's why I don't like him. He was a fucking idiot about it. And he was coughing on stuff, wiping things on people, and like didn't take it seriously. And he basically shut down the NBA and got everybody sick. And Donovan Mitchell got really sick. He had lingering symptoms and stuff. And I just thought Rudy Gobert was was so stupid for that and calling and calling it a flu and stuff. And you know he he basically shut down the NBA. And uh, yeah, he took responsibility for it, but just just an idiot for that. Um, but Rudy Gobert, he kind of 
he's he takes some subtle shots at his teammates in the media. You know, he had said, um, he's like, oh yeah, you know, I think Phoenix is a great team because you know uh, their guys go back on defense, and I think that was a direct shot at Donovan Mitchell. So I've been I was looking at what what uh, likes Donovan Mitchell has on on Twitter, and someone had tweeted that uh, Rudy Gobert was taking a direct shot at Donovan Mitchell for not coming back on defense, and Donovan Mitchell liked it. So that kind of shows like, okay, there's some there's some drama there with uh, with Rudy Gobert, you know, talking bad about Donovan Mitchell's, you know, uh, defensive abilities or defensive effort, um, and he's calling it out in the media, and you don't really do that. You know, you're not supposed to really do that in the media. Talk about it behind closed doors, you know, man-to-man. And, you know, I think, you know, they also don't really um, – you know, bring each other up, you know, in press conferences, people would always talk about the, the reporters always ask about their relationship because it was a, it was a big thing, you know, during COVID like, Hey, they don't really like each other. And, you know, they're just, you know, doing this for the cameras and they're like, Oh no, we're good. That's my brother. That's my teammate. You know, go to war with him. You know? So they're like, okay, you know, it seems like they're fine, but they're not really fine. You know, they don't hang out, you know, outside of, uh, you know, off the court. And, you know, I know, you know, you don't have to hang out with your coworkers, but you know, you can tell when a team really, really fucks with each other when they when they really have each other's back, and you know, when they like each other, when they're you know when they're hanging out, they're posting each other's stuff on social media. Like um, Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, they don't really promote each other like that, um, and you can you can tell that there's something there. And Donovan Mitchell, he doesn't really pass Gobert the ball like the, the times I've seen them play together. He he doesn't really like try to get him involved in the offense. He just looks at him as a, as more of a, a defensive anchor, which he is, but you know, sometimes, you know, if you do the pick and roll, you know, it helps offensively, but you know, I think there's something there. There's something weird there. And then they gave Rudy Gobert the $200 million contract to average 11 points a game or whatever. But, um, I think that's, a, that's the reason why, um, the jazz record wise, like they're not, they're not playing as well. You know, obviously they're, they're missing two starters and then they just lost Joe Ingles to a torn ACL. So he's out for the year. Um, and right now they're, the, the, they're in the fourth spot at 30 and 21. They've lost five straight games, but I looked at like their last 14 games. They've only won twice, two games in their last 14 games. Like, so they're, they're on like a historic slide. They're not. They're not looking good at all. And then, um, you know, losing Joe Ingles and and if if uh, Donovan Mitchell still delaying coming back, like, you know, I don't know when he's a free agent, but I, you know, he's from New York. I would imagine that he'd probably want to go to the Knicks, uh, maybe for like a Julius Randle trade, because the Knicks are are terrible right now. Um, they just traded for Cam Reddish, and and um, Thibodeau won't play him. Like they got to fire Tibbs. Like is he trying to get fired? He's not putting the guys in that that can compete and win right now. Like Reddish is talented. You know he, he needs to get a shot there um, to play with Randall and those guys. But I don't know. They uh, they've regressed a lot. You know so maybe there's there's something there for for Donovan Mitchell to to the Knicks. Um, but yeah, seems like he wants to be out. Because, you know, you're having kind of the same issues there with the Nuggets where, you know, there's a lot of injuries there. But Jokic is just, he's playing out of his mind. He's even better than he was last year when he won the MVP. And they're winners of five straight. They're there in the fifth spot. Probably going to pass the Jazz here soon. Um, but, yeah, I wanted to give a little love to uh, to Jokic and the Nuggets. 
Um, it's been a weird year in the West. You know, uh, the Suns are obviously the best team right now. Uh, they've won 10 straight. They still have only nine losses on the year. Uh, first team to 40 wins. They're 40 and nine. Uh, Warriors have been playing well. Uh, the winners of six straight, 38 and uh, 13. Steph Curry has been in like a three month long slump. Um, he looks like he just broke out of it last night against the Rockets, uh, scored 40 points. Uh, Clay Thompson has had some good games. He's looked good defensively, actually, too. Uh, but my one concern for this Warriors team is uh, Draymond Green. You know, Draymond Green had a, had a back injury early on. He had missed that the first game uh, that Clay Thompson was back, and he was only supposed to be out for like three games. But then now he has like a disc issue, and now he's out for, like indefinitely. And they think he might be out for you know three more weeks or so. But they're trying to avoid surgery. If he has surgery, then he's out for the rest of the year probably. So um, something to keep an eye on. Um, if Draymond Green is out for you know the rest of the year or like most of the playoffs, um, I don't think the Warriors win the championship. I think that he's that important to the Warriors. You know what they do defensively, and you know his leadership and um, what they do offensively. Honestly, because when he passes the ball, he gets the screen, gets Steph Curry open. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on because if, if that's the case, then, you know, the Suns can easily, you know, come out of the West. You know, the only team that I think can give them problems is probably, um, probably the Grizzlies, maybe the Nuggets. Um, I don't see the Jazz doing anything. Honestly, don't see the Mavericks doing anything. They're 29, 22. The Mavericks are missing something. They got to make a trade or I don't know. They got, there's always something missing with them. They're better defensively. Uh, but there's there's no reason why they should be st- still be struggling um, offensively at times. It's like they're they're st- too much focus on Luca, I guess, offensively. Uh, but I'm not sure. Um, oh yeah, talking about uh, uh, Jokic. Did you see that Markeith Morris? I think it's either Markeith or the other one uh, who played for the Miami Heat. He's still out since earlier this year when when him and Jokic got into it and he kind of did like a dirty shove and then Jokic responded and, and shoved him. He's been out since that was like in November. I think he's been out since November with whiplash. Like he's probably going to miss the entire year. Like how are you out for that long with whiplash? Like I get, you know, that can hurt and stuff, but November, like we're all, we're in February now. It's February 1st. Like, come on. How do you get, I mean, you're supposed to be a tough guy. How are you out for that long? Um, so yeah, that's crazy. But, I uh, just thought I'd mention that. Well, thanks for joining me for this week's episode. Um, I hope the audio is okay. It was. It took me. I was. I had to look up a bunch of stuff. It was taking me like thirty minutes, forty-five minutes to get it figured out because the, the normal way I do it um, wasn't working. And then I had to go through all my settings and my preferences. I had to check the way I set everything up. But um, then I, I was mixing, messing with the, the my mixer here, so I think it sounds a little bit better. Hopefully. Um, but if it doesn't, I'll, I'll, I'll keep tinkering with it. But, um, yeah, we'll be back uh, next week. Um, I think probably just talk about NBA. I've uh, been watching uh, a lot of different TV shows, so I'll, I'll bring up some. I, uh, I'm still watching uh, Yellow Jackets. I haven't finished that one yet. And then I just finished Ozark, the new season of that. Uh, watched the new uh, Christian Bell show on Netflix. Um, so, yeah, maybe next week we'll talk about um, some stuff I've been watching and – Um, yeah, we'll see what else we'll talk about. Thanks for listening.